racing only better. It's Aintree day two. Hope you survived day one in Liverpool and are ready to take on the best of the action on day two. We're going to try and steer you some winners, as we always do, in the company of Kevin Blake. Kev, how are we? Hello, I'm excellent, Hugo. Excellent, ready to rumble again. Good stuff. And Friday, Tony Calvin, this is kicking off the best sporting weekend of the year for me. You've got your Masters, you've got your Aintree racing, you've got the Champions Cup quarterfinals, second legs, back and forth, and Man City, Liverpool on Sunday. Even you, Tony Calvin, must be excited at the prospect of this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, I was out with Ian Williams on Tuesday night. Yeah, we had we had a fair few. Lovely. You know, you're looking you're looking none the worse for it as well. Dan Barbie, you looking particularly good today and dashing and handsome as always. The opposite yeah. to myself. I just had my haircut. I mean, I saw a video of um, it's my entry haircut. This I saw a video yesterday of a monk who was 109 years old on Twitter. Did you see it? Yeah, I'd we, rather be dead than that. Did you see him? It was about 40 years since Calvin. It's about 40 years in time since Calvin had his last haircut. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very good. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I, I I used to have a, an orange top and an orange pair of trousers when I was young. <laughs> I think people pulling up and calling me a monk. <laughs> um, our money back special on the Betfair Sportsbook this week is in the two twenties. The top novice circle. It's money back as a free bet if your horse fails to play. So, and we'll get into the details of that in just a second. I'm going to ask the gentlemen as well. Betfair have kindly given us each a twenty-five pound charity bet for the US Masters. So I want you each to pick a golfer. I'll ask you at the end of the show. Um, so have your thinking hats on about that, please. But we'll get straight in, guys. Uh, we'll start with the opening feature race on ITV, which is the 220. It is the top novices hurdle. So as I mentioned, it's money back as a free bet if your horse fails to place here. It's a free shot to nothing. But for me, Kevin Blake, there's only one winner. It's John Bond. I'm going to double him with Pied Piper yesterday, which we already know the result of. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. Hopefully my bet's going to come in and we're all looking good. Oh, the bonbon. Um, yeah, sure, look, he sets the bar high enough, doesn't he? But like I thought he was kind of sacrificed in the in the Supreme, kind of got hooped up in a in a bit of a battle with Dysart Dynamo and paid for it. Um, look, he sets the bar high, but I, I'm having a bit of a swing here, Hugo, at a big, okay. big price. So there's a horse here that stands out, has been way overpriced, surely. Um, Vina Ardanza for that man, Gordon Elliott. He's 20 to 1, lads. Yeah. Um, geez, I think he's a big, big price. Um, he won a bumper at Air for Stuart Crawford, and the the he changed hands, went to Garden, winning mm. winning hurling debut at Tarlis, kind of travelled overly well, got there probably soon enough, but just held on, um, and then missed the winter. I don't know if that was by design or he had a setback, but anyway, turned back up at, in a Grade Three novice hurdle at Nace, um, didn't look especially fancied, dropped him in, much quieter ride, set lovely, crept away up the inside, um, Davy Russell buried his way up a little gap there. And um, despite getting leaned on the whole way down the straight by the eventual winner, he's only gone down ahead. And it's not bad old form, Hugh. Like, it, it was a grade three. You'd say it was, it was not to scratch grade three. Yeah. Only the second start over hurdles. First start in three or four months. Um, like, he looks all speed. He travels everywhere. Um, you know, Aintree will suit him really well. Uh, I'd imagine Davey will, will know him really well now. He's ridden him twice. He'll ride him quietly. He'll creepy, creepy. And um, it might be a case of, of um, what is it? Easy peasy chicken squeezy. Easy peasy chicken squeezy is what you say after 48 points of pudging. But 20 to 1 is a big price, I guess. Three places. I think, in all seriousness, massive price. Like, great, nice each way race. Um, Geez, I I think I could definitely see him hitting the frame, lads. And if he hits the frame and you're back and winning place, you get paid out better than you will. Then Hugo will with his even money fab. Even money five, Tony Calvin, John Bond, second behind Constitution Hill in the Supreme Novices Hurdle. Best bit of form on the book here. Is that form worthy of your money, though, at Aintree? No, I think with John Bond in here and Al Fabiolo, they take out 
what they're taking at 75% of the market. I'm very happy to take them on at that price. John Bon may have the best form claims, but Eber Money doesn't do it for me. El Fabiolo's more, more, more style and substance and, and hype. And the opposite is true of First Street. Um, First Street opened up at 11 to 2 with Sportsbook on Wednesday, now into 9 to 2, but I still think he's a very, very good price. We should mention we should mention the ground here. They've been watering at um, uh, entry on Wednesday, but they are due a fair whack on Thursday. So the ground could be could be pretty soft by the time of by, by Friday, uh, and that will probably sink First Street because I imagine he's a horse that probably needs further down the line. But on form terms, I, I think he's county hurdle seconds on a on a par with John Bond second in the Supreme. Um, we all know how strong that race was. All the horses behind him were. Well, as they should be, the likes of West Cork and Colonel Muscle. Yeah. And um, obviously trying to give weight to state man and get so close to him, given how well that horse is regarded, well, it was a phenomenal effort. I, I'm very, very keen on this horse, 92 each way. Um, 92, three first street. He's on form and probably on the clock. He's probably got the uh, the best credentials going into well, and with the money back special, it's a free bet if you're back and he doesn't finish in the first three, you'd be very surprised, obviously. Dan Barber, I mean, the case has been made for a 20 to one shot Gordon source um, in Vina Ardanza. I'm sticking with the Fav, and Tony's very keen on first street given his form at Cheltenham. Who are you coming down, please? I'm not sure I will have a bet, but I think first street might be the closest. I mean, he's at a price now where you, you're not even going to get your money back if he does finish place. If you got an each way thieving, um, bandwagon early in the week then I can totally see it just really solid handicap form mm. um like top end handicap farm that isn't it running into state man as Tony says the likes of West Cork who's just been chinned and I thought shaped best really in the Scottish champion last week so he's really solid but I guess if Tony speaks to Nico and Nico said he'd ask Nico which of these is a superior horse I, I guess it'd be pretty conclusive he'd go with John Bond um, the hard race at Cheltenham's a thing that half the hangover factor. Yeah, just you, you're you, you're an expert in those. You know it can be yeah. good in the day after. Yeah, can't yeah. yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, I don't go drinking with horses an awful lot, yeah. so I can't tell you how, how, how you they just do drink like one. I just drink like a horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easy peasy, squicken chicken, whatever Kev says. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two fifty-five is the final novices chase over three miles. And um, Brave Man's game. Look, he was controversially, some might say, withdrawn at the last minute at Sheldon. And when a lot of people had him in uh, had to post accumulators and were cursing Paul Nichols to high heaven, he's five to four here to win this. And uh, Lompresse, who was very impressive at Cheltenham, 11 to eight, very little to ch- separate between them. Ahoy Senor, nine to two, and Fury Road, 40 to one. Tony Calvin, you were giving out on a WhatsApp group this morning that there's only four in this novice chase, but they are quality four horses. They are, yeah. Um, but these kind of races just pass me by, don't they? Especially when the top three also always like to go forward. So are we going to get a satisfactory race the way I think I'm, I'm not going to have a bet in the race but the way I look at this is I think the top three in the market or the three the first you know the first three in the market I think they're all going to have their supporters aren't they and I can see especially on the exchange market when they bet to basically 100% if all the first three in the market get backed this Fury Road is going to drift out to 20s plus on the exchange and then if he does then I'm going to have to play because he's left us down win in December He's not a million miles away form-wise than, than this mob. Um, oh. And, you know, he's got form in, in softer ground and got form in any ground, actually. So, yeah, Fury Road, if he drifts to 20 to 1 plus on the exchange win only, as I suspect he probably will, I might get involved then. But um, powder dry for the moment. Okay. Is, is Brave Man's Games 
form, I guess, the, the, the four previous victory, Dan, uh, worthy of, of him at the top of the market ahead of Lompresse, or, or, or does Lompresse's recency bias and all that come into play here? Oh, it's just such a hard question. I mean, yeah. the two of them, Brayman's game and Lompresse, it's okay, sorry, mate, Jeremy Paxman over mm-hmm. there. Um, the, <laughs> the, the difficulty for me is just that they are both very professional and you, you've You've got one horse in here who, who I put up at Cheltenham to beat Lompress and Brave Man's game, who just isn't very professional. And that's a high senior. He just he keeps putting down when Derek asks him for a big one. That happened more than once. I think they just need to gun him, just absolutely gun him. And if he puts down a couple of times, so be it. But it's the only way, I think, on the evidence of his two meetings that he's going to get the better of Lompress or Brave Man's game. I can't split two of them. I just think it's a really unappealing race. If someone's got a strong view in this, I'd either say they're telling a few porkies or they've seen something that everybody else hasn't seen because I just I just couldn't have a strong view. I mean, it's it's really, really hard. Eight pounds covering the four on time farm ratings, just a pound covering the top two. I mean, it, wow. it's, it's so just, tightly knit. Just a pound covering the top two, Kev. Half a stone between the top two and my money. I mean, what's your, <laughs> what's your verdict on who comes out on top here? Have you got a strong view on this? Well, I have a massively strong view in this race, you. <laughs> In fairness, I, I, I would echo what, what uh, old Calvin over there says. Um, like, Fury Road, like, if, if, if the best version of Fury Road turns up, like, he could be right on top of all these. Like, he, um, he, he beat Run Wild Fred easier than Sattler did at Cheltenham, you know, when he, when he beat him at Leopardstown, beat him yeah, at yeah. once with, with one tap behind the saddle, smashed him up. Um, like he it was clearly very disappointing thereafter, but I think that's kind of the story of his life. He's, he's a bit hot and cold, um, but I'd like to think Aintree will suit him. You know, any you know, I know they're watering, but um, a nice surface certainly suits him well. He he didn't go to Cheltenham, um, or maybe he did, but he didn't run. Uh, he's pulled out late, um, so he's interesting. Look, it's not an appealing race in, in that regard. If, he, if there was an extra runner, uh, if some of some of scrubber turned up there and made it five runners, it, it'd be a little bit more interesting from an each way point of view. But um, he'd definitely be overpriced. You know, I think we can say that with a fair degree of certainty because because of the nature of this race and the, the, the big three will all have their supporters. Um, look, I'd be a brave man's game all season. Um, I, I'd like to see him win. I, I, lo- I love him in, in many ways. Um, a high senior, you know, he, he was still raw at Cheltenham. He, he could be a bit better now with that under his belt. And Long Press was very good on the day. So, look, it, it's a horse race that I'm really going to really enjoy watching by finding a way into it. Um, bar the, the Provide Law must certainly be a value loser in Fury Road. Um, it's probably not the most appealing one. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, all right. Look, it's it's it's, it's a cracking race anyway. So even if you're not going to have a play, just sit back and, and enjoy it. Um, the three thirty then is the uh, the Marsh Chase Grade One. It's two and a half miles. My nap of the whole week is here. Fakir Dairy's going and wins this. I, I just I can't see any of these horses getting near him. You've got Funimble Savola at five to one for Venetian Williams in behind. So Royal, not a chance. All mankind, no thank you. Captain Guinness, good luck. Hitman ten to one. <laughs> Mister Fisher and so on. Fakir Dairy's goes out, grinds them down, jumps them into submission. It's an easy game. It's an easy bloody game. Down Barber nap. I think you. I think you're probably right. I, I do. Yes. I just, and there's a. I don't want to tread on TC's uh, map toes, but I mean they're, they're going to go mad here, aren't they? All mankind, Captain Guinness, Editor Dejit. I mean, I know he's up in trip, but they they basically have to ride him that way, don't they? Because they have to make use of his jumping. So I don't think there'll be any hiding place here. And um, there's a case for saying that Saint Calvados getting back on less testing ground. And bearing in mind, it's not long ago since he. 
made that ridiculously big and probably a bit ill-advised moving the King George around the whole field. These conditions are more suitable to him. So I wouldn't rule, it, rule him out, but without thinking he's an outstanding bet, I do think it, the, the most solid horse by some way is Fakir Udaris. Right. Well, you know this horse really well, Kevin Blake, obviously, as uh, Joseph O'Brien horse. I mean, is there any chinks in the armour? I mean, he swerved Cheltenham to come here. So, again, he's fresh. He's not going to have that Ryanair chasing around Alaho behind him. He's fresh, ready to go? Yeah, no, look, I, I think win or lose, it was. I think it was probably the right decision to skip Cheltenham to come here. It's a great opportunity to win another grade one. And look, sure, I hope he does it. Like, I know, I, I didn't think he was, I personally didn't think he was at his best at Ascot when he won the last day. Um, like I thought it took an age for him to get into a rhythm. Like like watching that race, I wasn't happy at all until like quite late in the in, in the show. Um, so like I think he can be better than he was there. And like when you look back on it, like you know, he beat two for gold a length and three quarters with, with Fanning and Destreval up their tails. Like I don't think it was a vintage grade one by any means. Um, he got the job done and he won dirty. Um, like God, he's he's short enough now. Like I'd like to think he'll beat these. There's plenty of pace in the race. He'll hopefully be, get into a good rhythm early and follow them mm, up. You yeah. know, plenty of these are a bit wishy-washy at the trip. You know, he's a, he's a he's a strong stayer at this distance. You know, we saw what he did in the race last year. And I'm talking myself around in circles now. He, he should go and win. Yes. But but I just want to see him getting the better rhythm. I'll be a lot happier in the first half of the race if he gets the better rhythm than he did in Ascot because uh, he, he just took a while to warm up there. And um, I, I think he likes a bit of space in his races. So um, hopefully Mark will be able to find a bit of space for him uh, and get him into that jumping rhythm. But he's not, uh, he w- I wouldn't make him a, fire, a five-star nap you, if I'm honest. But, uh, but I, 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 think he'll, I think and hope he'll go and win. Come on, Tony Calvin, you and me, get into the car together. We'll hold hands. We'll drive off the cliff like Telma and Louise all over six to four back into Berries. And whatever comes, so be it. I think you'll, I think you'll get two to one on the exchange. I think, oh, really? I think they'll take him on. Um, if you ask me whether I back him at four to six or have... Uh, um, back him at six to four and have the field running for me at four to six. I'll take the field all day long. I mean, you, you have a look at this race. Get out of my car. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> You're walking. Get out. <laughs> He's priced. You know, it's, it's not. If you look at the official ratings. There's seven pounds between ten of them. He's only a pound clear of all mankind. He's, he's priced up like he's seven pound clear. It's. Um, I, I can't be having him at that price for all he's got the best credentials, but not to that degree. There's a bit of 14s knock around for Hitman. I can I can see that. Um, he obviously stable under a crowd last time. Good second um, in the Tingle Creek before that. Uh, you know, ran one at this meeting last year. Back up to two mile forward, probably be suit, uh, probably suiting. But I'm a bit worried if the ground is uh, maybe if it is pretty testing on the set on the Friday after potential uh, fair bit of rain and watering on Thursday. I'm a bit worried about that. What I probably will say, I might I might just lay St. Calvados if I can get him in the book at 6-4, to 13-8 to eight and have the field running for me, but may have a little bit on Hitman, but I'm undecided at the moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait near the off to see what the going is. Right, Telma's been kicked out of the car, onto the bus with her, back at the bus, and I will drive off the Faculty Dairy's Cliff on my own. The five past four at entry is the... Randox Topham, it's um, a grade three, at two, two miles five, I should say, handicap chase. So Mr. Coffey is your eight to one market leader, wide open race this one, five-star getaway at 10 to one, senior citizen at 12. You've got Royal Rendezvous for Willie with Paul Townend on board at 14 to one. Killer Clown, Dan's old friend at 14 to one. Fantastic Lady 14s alongside Mac Totty, uh, sizing Potsy 16 to one. Let's have what you like about the rest. Um, right, so Kev, 
Give us your uh, wide open each way thievery on this uh, pretty difficult handicap chase, please. Yeah, sure. Look over the big fences, um, plenty of unknowns here. But I, I like Palmer's Hill. I've always liked Palmer's Hill. Um, clearly being a difficult horse to train. Um, his appearances have been sporadic at best, but he was very good in winning his first two this season, including when absolutely dancing up at Ascot. Um, I, I've been kind of waiting to see him over this slightly longer trip over fences for a while. Um, the fact that he's been freshened up since disappointing at Ascot is no harm. His record when fresh is quite good. And I, I think his jumping style will be suited to these fences. Um, like, look, you'd love to see a bit of market support for him closer to the time with his connections and with that gap since we last saw him. But um, like he's only had the four spins over fences. I don't think we've seen the very best of him. And this race just just might suit him now. because I, I always kind of wanted to see him delivered a bit later than he was. And with such a gigantic field, um, John Joe Jr. will be able to ride him with a bit of patience, hopefully, and uh, get stuck in the finish. I really like a horse here at 25 to 1 uh, by the name of Battle Over Diane uh, for Gordon Elliott. I know the stable form, we mentioned this in the pod yesterday, is, is what it is. I think a former grade one novice hurdle winner, what was it, Lawler's he won back in the day as a novice hurdle? I think um, if he puts his jumper together here, 25 to 1 is a crazy price for him, and I'll be on him each way. Tony Calvin, what about you? This is right up your street, this race. Yeah, I've, I've been backing a horse um, all morning. Um, I'm backing 66 to 1 Roman de Saman. Oh. He- He's been he's been chipped in a bit. He's forties of the sports book. I think still think that's very big. Now he is still in the Grand National. He's number forty-seven on the list, so he's not going to get in. Um, and but you know this horse, and he's actually three pound lower here because obviously that's an early closer. But I mean, this has got to be the most weirdest piece of uh, placing for a horse. Uh, I mean, this horse doesn't say three miles with two rockets up his arse. Mm. And they ran it uh, in the Toxeter National on soft ground over four mile two. Oh, presumably. To get the to get the rating down, I have done. And um, yeah, I see he's off a mark of 139 here. He's back to he's back to two mile five, uh, which is optimum trip. He's back on a mark of 139, which is it's nine pound lower than when fourth in the old Racing Post Trophy last year. Um, I'm a bit worried about the ground and a bit worried about the seven pound claimer, but he has one on soft ground at Musselboro over this trip. Hmm. And I, if this is and he's got form at the meeting, he's finished fifth in a red, red rum here over two months. So if this is, has been a long term plot from the pipes, they've got him here on a brilliant mark, um, and I, I I think he'll massively massively outrun those odds. I mean, he's got blowout potential, yeah. obviously, but that's why he's sixty sixes, fifties, and forties. But I think he's I think he's a big I think he's a big big outsider with a chance. Okay, all right, interesting. He had a massive price, as you say. Um, Dan Barber, last word to you on this difficult puzzle. <laughs> You remember a year ago when uh, an eleven-year-old live, love, laugh shot yeah. to the front, pinged every fence. Patrick was, Mullins was a yeah, it was a mile clear at halfway and just kept going. I'm envisaging yeah. the same, but this time it's Notebook doing that. Oh, looking for a horse with real back class. I mean, he spent most of his life trying to butt heads with some of the best two-milers around in the novice division, and then when he went into Open Company, and he's possibly one of those Giggins Town horses who's paying for it a bit now. Doesn't show his form as often, but I do think there's a chance an aggressively ridden bold jumper like him, even running against a much bigger field than he's ever faced before over fences. And I know he can be an edgy horse. I just think this could be the perfect scenario. I mean, I think he'll be fine at the trip, even though he's been campaigning largely as a two-miler. His jumping is largely a real asset as well. And I've seen so many entry races where it looks like a leader's going too hard, but because they're getting an advantage over the fences, it just means that it becomes hard for those to, to sustain the run chasing him down. So I'm, 
I'm quite stronger with Notebook here. I think he's got a, there's a big class angle with him. Okay, 20 to 1. It's an interesting shout. Yeah, I mean, loads of ability, like a cracking two-wider, you know, in his day, but um, there's no suggestions that he won't stay this trip. So that's a really interesting shout. At 20 to 1 from Dan Barber. And um, we move on. The 440 then is the Sefton Novices Hurdle. It's the last one on ITV we'll talk about, but we're going to go back to the start um, in the first race in, in a couple of minutes' time. So um, again, the Sefton is three miles. It's a grade one novice hurdle. Banbridge for Joseph O'Brien, your 10 to 3 favourite. Um, Jolino Bello at Four to one, Sky Tastic for Sam Thomas at six to one, Crystal Glory eight to one, alongside Staghorn and his ten to one uh, bar. So, Tony Calvin, um, yeah, Banbridge. I, I might get uh, Kev's thoughts on Banbridge in just a, a second, but how do you see this novice hurdle? Uh, yeah, I see Banbridge, but he's obviously he's got this stamina to prove. I mean, the pedigree suggests he, he may well get it, but um, I really like one at a price here. It's 14 to one, Gentleman at Arms with a sports book. Um, I just think he's been crying out for this this three mile trip. He was a stayer on the flat. Um, he's done really well on his last two starts. He won as he should do last time, but he was giving weight to LS Bell when just got in chinned over an extended two mile three at Huntington previously. But this, like I said, this horse is, is is just crying out for three miles. And if you go back and have a look at his run at Warwick over two mile in the soft uh, back in January when second to Staghorn, he looked as though he was going to fall out at the back of the TV two out, but he came back there. Stayed on really strongly on the running. Um, was getting to the winner at the line, and I just think he's all about uh, all about the step up and trip for him. Stuart Edmonds, the trainer, uh, has won with three of his last six runners, and he's also he had a, he had a winner on this card last year, and he also had a winner on the Saturday. He may be a small operator, but as Dan probably underlined, Stuart Edmonds is is a trainer to be reckoned with, even at the big meetings. And I think Gentleman Arms up to three miles. On this on soft ground is going to be a, a huge improvement. He does need to progress, but I think it's there for him. Fourteen to one at the time of recording, which is Wednesday. Uh, just for everybody, if you didn't hear this top, um, Kevin Blake, how do you see this novice hurdle? What, what, what about Banbridge? Yeah, I'd be pretty hopeful now, Hugh. Um, look, the, the the view was that it would certainly be worth entering up for these couple of um, Grade One novices at entry because the, the view was that they'd be probably a fair bit easier than the Punchestown equivalents. Um, yeah. And look, he's been decked up for the three mile race. It looked the weaker of the two, and it, it looks winnable to me. You know, even for a horse that's coming from handicaps yeah. like Banbridge, and like I'd be happy enough with his stamina now. Like I thought he was he was strongest over the line, um, in the Martin Pipe. You know, and he, he's he's a very straightforward ride. He jumps well. There's loads of stamina on his page. Like his his dam is a half sister to um. Major Malarkey, who I'm sure Dan will remember, yeah. uh, one one the Devon Marathon. Which I mean, he did like, stay, Jesus, <laughs> which is which is exactly what it says what it says on the tin. Um, yeah. And sure, look, I know he's had a few runs over two miles this season, but he was winning kind of despite the trip. You know, he's always been a horse that's that stayed well, one over two mile five over the summer. So, uh, stamina, you know, he has to go and prove it, but I wouldn't be worrying too much about it now. And, um, like for a grade one, like a mark of one four three makes him the highest rated horse in the field, you know. Mm. So I, I'd be, I'd be keen enough now if I'm honest. Um, it'd be a great touch to, to win a grade one with a horse like him. But I think uh, being being as kind of objective as I can be, like I think you have to, do think he has a great chance. Super. That's uh, we're, we're, we're almost verging on naps territory there for Kevin Blake and Banbridge and this. What about you, Dan? Definitely the best. I think he's got the best form in the race. I mm. do. I mean, I. I Cobbler's dream runs on um, on the same day. Of course, we'll discuss him very briefly. I think, but that's a test for that. But I felt those two pulling clear was a, was 
a really strong effort. I do think anecdotally the pipe race tends to be the strongest of the handicap hurdles at Cheltenham because you're largely dealing with the up-and-comers who couldn't get in the Coral Cup. So, mm. um, yeah, I can totally see it. I think the trip will be no issue. But there's a horse I've been wanting to run back over three miles for most of the season. That's Jolino Bello, an animal who... Go back last season in bumpers, he finished third in the strongest bumper in Britain by the champion bumper at Newbury. He was third to good risk at all, giving loads of weight to the runner-up. I like to move it. So they were one, two, three. That was brilliant. That was a brilliant piece of bumper form. And he just looks an out and out stayer to me. He looked it when he was second in a false run race on his only run at three miles at Cheltenham. He's then running a Lanzarotti and held his own remarkably well, considering I don't think the trip was in his favour. He's landed the odds in a, an egg and spoon the other week. He's missed Cheltenham, so he's fresh. And I know I'm not going to pretend I'm not slightly concerned still about the stables form, but I think he's, I think he's the most interesting runner because I think he's absolutely crying out for a, a test in three miles. Well, maybe a, a boost to the forum if Brave Man's game goes and hacks in against Long Presley and the novice chase earlier on. But um, yeah, okay, interesting. Four to one, so Jolino Bell. Um, and different shouts for that. Um, Tony Calvin, let's go back to the opening race, please, because uh, you wanted to make uh, a comment on the race, particularly in terms of how you've seen the handicapper's job here. Um, Langer Dan runs in this. Obviously, this is the uh, Oral Park handicap. It's uh, two and a half miles. Um, Hang in there is in there. Uh, Feed to Dairies is in there. Langer Dan, Top Moon. What do you want to make uh, well, in terms of your point? Everyone click on Navajo Pass. Now, we, <sighs> the, theme of, the theme of the year, the season, has been handicapper dropping horses like a stone. Yeah. Sky. I mean, Navajo Pass, five starts ago, is rated 156. Now, granted, that, <laughs> granted, that was a, an inflated mark after beating Boubadere in a free-runner grade to a, a Haydock. But, mm. you know, previously, he, he, you know, been winning handicap marks off £10 higher market this. Anyway, so after four starts this season, he's dropped in £17. Now, go and have a look at Brian Hughes. <laughs> Go and have a look at Brian Hughes ride this horse over two mile five at Kempton last time. Now, the horse is a forward goer. He holds him up the back. He goes around the outside. He's given it no chance whatsoever. Dropped him number five. Now, they come here. They've <laughs> pounds. <laughs> they offer 132. A Theo Gillard, who's ridden him to victory before, claims another three pounds. Uh, Donald McCain's horses are going brilliantly, as they have done throughout all the season. <laughs> it's £10 lower than win over two mile four in soft ground uh, last season, albeit, you know, his best form's, best form is over two miles, but he clearly stays the trip, especially at uh, Aintree. Uh, and, you know, and you know, we're not dealing with an 11-year-old here being dropped £17. <laughs> the horse is bloody six years old. <laughs> you know, it's not like the horses I normally tip and, and the Dan says they can normally smoke. It's the most <laughs> piece of handicapping I have ever seen. <laughs> He's down 24 pounds in five runs. Like, that's prime Barney Curley sending the crate of Brandy to handicapper territory. At the same time, that, that 156, Jesus Christ, what an albatross that was. He never runs to 156. That oh, long. I know that. But, I mean, even look at the Musselburgh win. He won by 10 lengths or 10 pound higher mark than this six mm. And also, you know, what hopefully will seal the deal. And, and this horse opened up, the first firm had this horse at 50s. Uh, and which is just bizarre. <laughs> and the thing about it is, they put a first time tongue tie on as well. So I mean, they obviously think there's like, they found some you know potential improvement in him on on his on his, on his recent runs. Right. Most bizarre piece of handicapping I have seen this season, bar none. And it's been a bloody <laughs> mad season for for, for, for the assessor. 
Yeah, Penny hold Gabbard on. Just, just, on, like just Kevin on that. Blake's amateur boxing career, dropping left, <laughs> right, and center. Boom. <laughs> and just <laughs> on that subject, we better mention because we mentioned it so much in the lead up to Chelsea that our Langer Dan is back here yeah. af- after the universe <laughs> brought him down. Oh in my the, God! Uh, Langer Festival. Langer when, the handica- when the handicappers were all on up to their ears, <laughs> the Martin Pike. No, I'm joking. Clearly, unbelievable. Um, yeah, he's uh, he he looks very well handicapped right. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, um, just before I get your naps, please, um, can I ask you for your Masters bet? Ten places in the sports book each way for the Masters at Augusta, my favourite tournament of the year. I absolutely can't wait for this. I'm putting my balls out on the bat on this one, lads. I'm sticking with Rory McIlroy. I've backed him every single year for the last ten years. And if he goes and wins when I haven't backed him, I would literally cry into the Liffey in Dublin City Centre. So Rory McIlroy for me, I'm going to have 25 each way. At um, 18 to 1. So I think 590 for my sake comes in. Rory McElroy, the Northern Irish man, to get the job done. Uh, your good self, Tony Campbell. Campbell. I, I'm telling you what, the, the big odds on shot here is if you've got four days on your own, you will be asleep when that final putt goes in. You won't be watching. <laughs> Absolutely that. correct. I'm going to, I'm told, Ram, 10 places sportsbook, 25s each way at 11s. 11s. Dealing the place money at the very least. John Rambo, yeah, big fan of him. Love the big bull himself. What about yourself, Dan Barber? Um, uh, and well, obviously, I'm aware of what Kev's going with as well. And mine is Hideki Matsuyama. Kevin, oh. do you want to take it away? Japan, yeah, well, well, Kev. Well, look, I, I don't talk about it publicly now, but I am a real student of the of the form book <laughs> in golf. Um, I, How do you I, spell I golf, a, Kev? I have a huge interest in it. You know, dealing in in you know such statistical approaches as expected strokes and things like that. Um, but based on based on the keep form it clean, of, Kev, keep it clean. Based on the form of the Japanese at the Breeders' yeah. Cup meeting and the Dubai World Cup meeting, yeah. I think I, I think I have to go with them here to uh, to right. win this again with Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama, who I'm right reliably informed had a nice bit of slab of wagyu beef for the Champions Dinner last night at Augusta oh, yes. with all the boys, oh, past and present. Okay, my so only association with golf is I look like a I look like a golf ball. <laughs> yeah. so, gumball the golf ball, our good man TC. Right, all the praises for our naps of day two of please tony calvin quickly your nap please gentlemen at arms gentlemen at arms for tony calvin uh dan barber your nap please uh notebook notebook for dan barber in the novice uh i'm sorry i should say the handicap chase at 20 to 1 kevin blake your nap please um i, I do like palmer's hill and vinar danza much bigger prices but for the sake of the competition you will go with ban bridge ban bridge good me. stuff and as we all know john bond wins fakir wins double them up you get a better price and a better return double john bond and fakir Duderi. <laughs> gentlemen enjoy day two we're back tomorrow with day three um thank you so much for your time as always gamble responsibly talk to you soon